A select few survivors are tasked with colonizing and repopulating a new Earth. Strong female characters drive the action in this dystopian post-apocalyptic thriller. Georgia, one of several beautiful genetic exotics, dares to break free from the tightly controlled social structures that forces women like her into a life of sexual slavery and forbids all women to bear and raise their own babies. Enter the Hatchery. Georgia walked back to Franklin's condo. To say his place was sparsely furnished would be a gross understatement. The focal point of his condo was a perpetually unmade bed, with sheets that looked like they hadn't been changed since the pioneer landed on New Earth. The rest of the decor included a full set of barbells, a stained brown couch, a small coffee table embossed with permanent drink rings, and a small refrigerator stocked with little else than Franklin's weekly supply of palm ale. A pile of dirty orange jumpsuits and underwear overflowed from the open closet. The place had a distinctive musky odor that always required Georgia a few minutes of mouth-breathing to tolerate. There was nothing about Franklin's condo that compared favorably to the relative luxury of the exotic storm. But Georgia still preferred staying there on the weekends because it had, well, it had Franklin. The condo also served as a reprieve from the constant chatter and far too intrusive, though well-meaning, behavior of her fellow exotics. As she approached the door, Georgia tried to block out the information Tiffany had shared about Franklin's numerous progenies floating around in various stages of development in the hatchery. Jealousy wasn't a common feeling discussed or acknowledged by romantic couples on New Earth as the general populace had been conditioned to abhor such petty selfish feelings. The important work of building a robust population took priority over individual needs and desires. Still, Georgia would sometimes find her mind drifting to imaginary scenarios of her lover at work in the courtship lounge and those thoughts would make her a bit irritable and sullen. Franklin was perplexed by her mood swings, but she knew he wouldn't understand why she felt this way, so she never bothered to try to explain. When she reached for the door, she discovered it was unlocked, so she let herself in. Franklin was sprawled out on the couch in his underwear, his skinny, hairy legs propped up on the coffee table next to a half-empty bottle of palm ale and several nutrient bar wrappers. Hey, how'd it go? He asked sleepily. She sat down next to him on the couch. Well, I was right, she announced. We conceived. Franklin pulled his legs tightly into his chest, hugging his knees. So, now what? Georgia leaned in close and wrapped her arm around his shoulder. 
I have an idea. I was afraid of that. I want you to seduce Tiffany, the RT. Wait. What? He pulled her arm off his shoulder and gave her a now-I-know-you've-lost-your-marbles look. He started to protest, but she placed her hand over his mouth. Just listen a minute. Tiffany likes you. Well, she doesn't like you, like you, but she's attracted to you. Georgia, he laughed nervously. She's an RT. They're practically robots. They don't have feelings. This one does, Franklin, I promise you. She's not like the rest of them. She's sensitive. And I know she's attracted to you. She said you were fine. Those were her exact words. All I need you to do is seduce her and keep her distracted just long enough for me to sneak into the hatchery and... He tore her hand off his face and stood up. You have lost your fucking mind. No. I haven't. Listen to me. This could work. I know she's attracted to you. Franklin shook his head in disbelief and put his large hands over his eyes. I can't believe you're asking me to do this. You're out of your fucking mind, Georgia. He sat back down on the couch and let his hands drop to his lap. He looked long and hard into her eyes that were blazing with earnest anticipation. We're going to do this, aren't we? Georgia nodded. Releasing a loud moan, Franklin let his body fall into her lap. <sighs> All right. You're completely insane. I'm completely insane. What's the plan? Look, I can only justify going to the courtship lounge once a month, but you, you're a male donor. You can go in whenever you want, right? Right. So I want you to go in tomorrow. Tomorrow? No way. That's too weird. I never go in on Mondays. They'll suspect something. Well, think of something. Come up with an excuse to go in tomorrow. It can't be that hard. I know Tiffany works on Mondays. If we wait too long, she may move my our baby to another part of the hatchery. She took a deep breath to calm herself and force herself to sound calm. I know where she puts the new harvest. I just need a few minutes to get in there and rearrange a few things. It won't take long. They're going to find out, Georgia. They'll send us both to realignment. Georgia pulled Franklin's hand out of his lap and pressed it to her heart. Franklin, I have to try. But I understand if you want to back out. I can try to find another way to do this myself and leave you completely out of it. No, he sighed. We're in this together. Just tell me what to do. Get there late tomorrow, after all the other appointments, and pretend that you've got the day confused. You're a guy, they'll believe you. Act a little hungover or something. He smiled. That won't take much acting talent on my part. Anyway, just get her talking. Compliment her. You know what to do. Tiffany says you're one of the top donors, so just do whatever it is you do so well.
Okay, so I seduce her, then what? Take her into the courtship lounge so I can sneak into the RC and get into the hatchery. I'll need about 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Jeez, I'm not a superman, Georgia. She hit him playfully over the head. Just stall, but keep her occupied. Oh, and when you come in, I need you to keep the door from locking behind you. Can you put something in the way so I can slip in without having to thumb in? Oh, sure, no problem. I'll just walk in, shove a piece of furniture in the door, and tell the RT that I got the day wrong. She won't suspect a thing. Georgia giggled nervously. <laughs> it's, it's got to work. Just find a way to keep the door from closing all the way and keep Tiffany busy. I'll do the rest. He paused, looking down at his bare feet. Honestly, why don't we just adopt a kid? Georgia's face turned pink. Because, because I want something that only you and I share. Do you understand? He leaned over the coffee table and grabbed the half-full bottle of palm ale, gulping it down. The things I do for you, woman, he yelled with forced bravado. Now, what are you going to do for me? All day Monday, Franklin helped himself to several bottles of palm ale. He paced nervously around his condo, too anxious to eat or focus on the ongoing VR tournament he was in with the other donors who lived in the building. He tried to take a few fitful naps on the couch, only to get up again, drink more palm ale, and pace more. Finally, it was 5.30 p.m., the last courtship appointment would be about over at the R.C. He pulled on the only clean jumpsuit left in his closet and helped himself to the last bottle of palm ale in the refrigerator, downing its contents in several continuous gulps. You can do this, he said to himself, and headed out the door. Georgia had given him strict instructions to get to the R.C. at 5.45 p.m. and wedged the door open for her. He had some second thoughts about consuming so much palm ale just before this bit of espionage, but he'd be all right. A little palm ale gave him confidence. Arriving at the entrance to the reproduction center, Franklin scanned in, looked around, and seeing no one, released a loud breath of relief and started to turn back when he heard Tiffany's voice down the hall. Hi, I was just getting ready to lock up. You guys are early tonight. She stepped out of the hatchery door and stood there with her hands on her hips and an amused look on her face. Franklin, what are you doing here? I thought you were the custodial crew. Franklin leaned against the reception counter, suddenly feeling a bit uneasy. I'm, uh, I'm supposed to be here. It's Tuesday, right? No, it's Monday, you goof. Well, what'd you know? Monday, huh? Franklin? She looked at his glossy eyes and dazed expression. Have you been drinking? Nah. He tried to straighten up, but he had some trouble uncrossing his ankles. Hey, how about we make the best of this situation? Um, no thanks. 
You need to go home and sleep this off. Ah, come on. The night's still young. Ah, shit. I forgot about the door. I'll be right back. Hold on. Hold on just a sec. He staggered back to the door, and Tiffany followed behind. Just let me get my boot off here. I need to put it in the door. What do you think you're doing? He turned around, put his finger to his lip. Shh, secret. This is the only boot you're going to get today, mister. Tiffany shoved him out the door, pushing her foot against his backside to accelerate his exit. Go home, Franklin. She slammed the door shut as he toppled out, shaking her head and giggling to herself. Well, that was something. Georgia waited behind a hedge, a safe distance from the RC, and was shocked to see Franklin stumbling out of the security door. He pulled himself up and started staggering down the path, muttering obscenities, and was he crying? Yes, he was crying. She stepped out of her hiding place to confront him as he staggered toward her. What happened? Are you hurt? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine, yeah. She said I was fine, right? Nope. She pushed me out, Georgia. She she rejected me. He started to cry even louder now. I've... I failed you, baby. He lunged toward her and nearly pushed her over in an attempt to hug her. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Georgia wrinkled her nose in disgust. You reek. How much have you had to drink? Just a little liquid fortitude encourages all. She left him wobbling there, crossed her arms across her chest, and walked furiously back towards the exotic dorm. Wait, I, I tried, Georgia. Ah, oh, shit. Don't be mad at me. I'll get her next time. You just wait. Georgia ignored him and kept moving down the path in angry silence. He stumbled after her, slipping every other step on the icy path. Georgia! He watched her ignore his call and kept walking. Temperamental bitches. They're all the same. Don't go. Don't leave me, Georgia. Georgia picked up her pace until his wails grew fainter. She refused to look back. She should have known he would mess this up.